0: I've had several people who have asked me to describe what mindful coping is in a nutshell and while I have a formal description for this particular practice and that is something that I can share I also thought that it would be really helpful to share just a few thoughts about you know what it really means what it's really about and I think that the best way to articulate that is to say that mindful coping is based in mindfulness practice. There, you know, this is an ancient technology that has been used for, you know, over 2000 years and people have been able to successfully become more aware of what their minds are doing. And I guess the best way I would put that is to be aware of, you know, when we are reacting to things that people say and things that people do to us and just how we react to our environment around us, the people in our lives and the situations that we find ourselves in. And I know that in a lot of cases life can feel like a struggle of some sort and I think that that is very valid. Sometimes there are you know, real struggles. Sometimes there are things that feel maybe worse than they really are And sometimes things are actually, you know, very, very dire. And it can range, you know, anywhere on both sides of that spectrum. And it's, you know, this practice is not meant to ever minimize the seriousness of situations, which are, you know, there are many situations in life that are very grave and that are very serious and require a lot of thoughtful consideration and our full attention to determine how best to deal with them. But I also know that for every one of those, there are many situations in life that feel like they're that way, but may actually be not quite as bad as we think that they are. And there again, this is always with a tremendous amount of respect uh, towards not only other people's situations that they find themselves in, but also that I extend to myself as well, because I know that, you know, I don't want to use this as a tool to minimize the seriousness of, of certain situations, and I certainly never mean for it to be an escape for myself or for others and that's really probably one of the things that is misunderstood in some cases about mindfulness practice in general there are numerous different types of mindfulness practices but I think sometimes it's it's very interesting I have had discussions with people who have maybe heard of it but have never practiced it and have been under the impression that it's can be some form of blissful escape and that is actually the complete opposite of what it is used for it is actually a tool or a technology an ancient technology that really has a lot of of applicability to today's fast-paced chaotic changing and unpredictable world that we live in and it's really about actually being more aware of what is actually happening about coming closer and being more present in the moment Instead of running the opposite direction from what's going on and escaping to our minds where we tell ourselves stories about what we think is happening, this is about a, a, a practice that helps us return back to the present moment right in the middle of everything that is happening, even if, and most importantly, and most effectively, if it is uncomfortable. And that's really what it is about. It is, you know, all mindfulness practice. Uh, And as well as mindful coping, which is just one particular flavor or one particular application of mindfulness practice, is really about learning to be more uncomfortable, being more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I know that for myself, I spent many, many years, decades, trying to escape that which was uncomfortable, and the more that I ran from it and escaped with it and developed different you know ways of dealing with avoiding those things that were uncomfortable, the more that I found that I suffered, the unhappier I became. Uh, the less I felt like I was living a genuine and authentic life. The more I felt like I was hiding from life and escaping from life and and ultimately found myself mired in chronic depression for most of my adult life, and twenty a little over twenty years ago after getting to some of the lowest, uh, the lowest point in my life, in my life and in my business work, uh, after you know, being self-employed for over 20 years, I felt myself just at a dead end. I was miserable. I was not liking the life that I was living. And while I had a healthy growing business, I didn't, I just really wasn't able to appreciate the gifts that I had had been given. I really did not appreciate the work that I was doing. I did not appreciate the challenges that it presented. And I sought to escape. And the more I sought to escape the challenges and the uncomfortable things in my life, uh, the unhappier I became, the worse the chronic depression got, the darker things seemed to become. And it was just sort of by, seemingly by a quote-unquote accident as many of the uh, the most beneficial things in life can sometimes happen to us in those ways, that it just was something I just bumped into. And I don't necessarily want to go into all the details because I'm not sure how uh, how important it is to tell that whole story, but the short version is that mindfulness practice was something that I was just curious about. I had no idea that no one ever told me that it could help with chronic depression and that it could become a practice that could help me more fully engage with life and really more deeply uh, be uh, uh, present in each moment of life. And instead of turning away from it, you know, turning towards it and actually learning how to be what I refer to as comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the more I've done that, I think the easier it has become. And the more I have known that that's really that turning towards those things instead of away from them is really the key to happiness and overall health for me. And I feel like it's something that I have been wanting to share with others and have for many years now. But it's really going even deeper into mindful coping practice. There are mindfulness practices that are more about just focusing on quiet quietening the mind, about just you know trying to deal with the thoughts that we get stuck in. And there's various, you know, focuses uh, you know, various focus that uh, each practice will have and with mindful coping at least what has really been most important to me is to utilize mindfulness practice in a way that helps me cope with everyday life. The, uh, the times that I do sit still and just pay attention to my mind are really just a form of practice like any other endeavor, like any other skill that we build. If I want to be able to pay more attention to my mind so that I don't get carried away about what I am telling myself or how I'm reacting to a particular situation or what a person is doing uh, to me or saying to me, I have to be able to have some sort of practice to help me come back to the present moment when I go off on a tangent, when I you know go off the rails, when I uh, suddenly get caught in a trance of fear or some other negative emotion, a trance of reactivity or anger or uh, frustration, disappointment, uh, you know, disengaging with life, a trance of being disengaged in life and just giving up and withdrawing. There's so many. I think there's over 30 negative emotions from what I have read and studied and there are basically ways in which we can get stuck in any of those emotions. And basically, you know, to a point where we're obsessively thinking uh, about those feelings and we're developing stories in our mind. And that is really what I wanted to share today, that one of the most powerful benefits of mindful coping practice is that we, it allows us, if we practice it and really give ourselves over to it, it is something that can help us be in the struggle without actually struggling and that's not to say that there won't be situations where it will be difficult where it will be challenging where it, you know we will struggle some but this actually gives us a way to reduce or minimize the amount of actual struggling we have to do and any less i would think at least for me and the people that i have taught and you know this to and shared this with that, you know, any less struggling we can do is really more energy that we can have available to be more focused in our work, to be more productive, to have a more joyful and meaningful experience at work and away from work with our families, with our friends, with our loved ones, and any work that we do, uh, you know, outside of ourselves, out in the community, any, any any hobbies that we have, doing the things that really bring us joy and that bring us meaning. We can have more energy and, uh, you know, more willingness and more will to do those things and ultimately be more present and really enjoy those things more if we can minimize the amount of str- actual struggling we have to do because we're all going to have I'm sure as everybody knows we all do have challenges in life we all do have things that happen that we didn't necessarily uh, see coming uh, things that surprise us take you know sometimes come upon us and we're not necessarily a hundred percent prepared for them and I think this is where the, this practice, mindful coping practice, helps us to catch ourselves and realize, and be aware of what our minds are doing so that we can say, you know, ah, okay, there I go again. You know, I'm, I'm getting carried away with this particular emotion. And there I go again. I'm, I'm obsessively thinking about this. You know, there I go again. I'm playing the story over in my mind. Or if I feel, you know, that I'm reacting to something someone has done or said to me, You know, I've got a much better chance of catching myself before I open my mouth and say something I'm going to regret or do something I'm going to regret and acting out of anger, which, by the way, is completely human. And, you know, that's that's where we want to be able to be kind and gentle to ourselves and know that we're human. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with catching ourselves feeling that way because it's human to feel that way sometimes. But this is really about... Being able to be aware of you know these things as they come up, and I feel like if we have a practice that can support us, you know, being in that struggle of life, being in you know dealing with those difficult situations at work, at home, uh, away from away from work, uh, in, in any parts of our lives out in the world, that we can be much better equipped to provide ourselves with a way to be in each moment in life no matter how difficult it can be no matter how challenging it can be and we can build more confidence with ourselves if we know that we have a practice at our disposal because we've practiced it and that's the beautiful part about this is this is not one of those things that i don't i don't think that most people can just pick this up and try this once and suddenly you know they, it, it immediately changes their life because you know in most cases we're human you know we don't just automatically do things until we practice doing them and everyone is a little different. Everyone approaches this in a little different way, and then that's fine. But ultimately, it's about you know practicing this enough so that it becomes you know an instinct that we have. We don't have to think about it when something you know catches us off guard. When we find ourselves you know reacting to something, and we're not really in it anymore. We're 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 inside our own story, and that is really what it boils down to. Is is that it's very easy to get confused being somewhere else in some sort of story we're telling ourselves thinking that we're actually we're here but we're really somewhere else and there again it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us it's totally human to do this but it just doesn't serve us very well and in the heat of the moment sometimes we don't have the ability to see past that and this is really a a practice that helps us learn to see past our own personal reactions to things to see that, you know, what is really going on is not what we think is really going on, and one, the more that we practice seeing what's really going on, the better equipped we will be when we are under stress, when things are really tough, and we feel like you know our legs are not steady under us, and or if or you know in those cases where it feels like the rug's being pulled out from under us suddenly, you know, we can actually land on our feet and be able to uh, you know to have that practice. Available so that we can get our bearings sooner than later. Uh, I will tell you, after you know, over 20 years of engaging in this practice, I basically am no different than anybody else. I still react to things. I still, I you know, I could I could sit here for hours and tell stories about what I refer to as my greatest hits. You know, we all have certain habitual reactions to things that even when we realize and discover that these are habits of mind. When the time when times get tough, and you know when the rubber meets the road, sometimes we're still going to react, and that is really the most important thing I can can pass along, is is that you know this isn't meant to turn us into robots, uh, this isn't meant to turn us into machines, you know we're human, and it's just a matter of giving ourselves a higher likelihood that we will catch ourselves before we completely go off the rails and end up doing or saying something that we later wish that we hadn't. And hurting ourselves in the process because the more upset that we get, the more carried away that we get with negative emotions and ultimately the more we believe the stories that we tell ourselves about what is going on when that's not really what's going on in a lot of cases, the more that we suffer. And it takes a toll on us physically and it takes a toll on us emotionally and psychologically, and that reduces our ability to be able to, to deal effectively with life, and it impacts us in so many different ways. That you know, this is a way of gradually increasing our ability to land back on our feet again when we get flipped upside down by different situations in life. I know that in the end, I know you know that everybody knows it won't necessarily guarantee a perfectly happy life. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know things suddenly magically will get better it just means we'll be better equipped to more effectively deal with those things that we do, you know, do deal with if we find ourselves in certain situations. You know, it won't change the fact that we we, we have ended up in certain situations. It can just help give us a more perspe- give us more perspective so that we can hopefully deal more constructively with where we find ourselves. And if we're needing to uh, do certain things or figure out what to do to make positive changes in our lives, this gives us the ability to have more energy at our disposal and to have more of a clear perspective on what's really going on so that hopefully when we make decisions and, do, and execute those decisions, we'll be, in, we'll be doing so from a much better, uh, more, much more effective vantage point and have a higher likelihood of having the desired outcome. And all at the same time, not being attached to any particular outcome. We know, and of course it's human to want the best things to happen. And that, that will not change engaging in this practice by doing so. It just means that you know it also helps us in, because everyone knows that you know we can try as hard as we can. We can make the best plans that we possibly can. We can try as hard as we possibly can. And as everyone knows, and I'm sure everyone has experienced, it doesn't always go the way that we want. And mindful coping can be very beneficial for this as well because it's very easy when things aren't going our way to get caught up in our own reactions to those things not going our way. And we can suddenly start to become, a, you know, without realizing it, become a character in a story that we've created in our own heads. And we basically can turn and withdraw from life Uh, We can begin to doubt ourselves. We can get into a place where we're afraid to try any further and we give up. And And I realize everyone reacts to these things differently, but there can be a lot of needless suffering because we're so attached to a particular outcome. We want the best thing to happen. And if it doesn't necessarily happen that way, there again with this practice, we are in a much better position to be able to land on our feet. And deal with whatever happens because in life as everyone knows there are no guarantees we just do our best and hope for the best but ultimately we want to cope with whatever happens in the end and uh, try to keep moving forward the best we can and uh, I'm definitely here to uh, you know to help people with this practice in any in any way that I can I realize everyone is different I realize everyone has a different uh, life experience, a different perspective. And, I, and, and that's really what's beautiful about this is is that this practice, you know, can work, I believe, for anyone who wants to engage in it and to be able to to reduce you know needless suffering in their lives and to have ultimately more energy at their disposal, to be able to deal with, you know, in coping with the things that happen in life because there's so much about life that we can't control. There's a lot of things we can control, but this is really a uh, a practice for helping us deal with the things that we can't control, and and putting ourselves in a better position to be able uh, to land upright, and to be to land on our feet uh, when those things happen.